0: What's up, everybody? It is a beautiful Thursday afternoon, September the 26th, 2019. This is another edition of the Dean's Pro Podcast right here on Anchor. Now, normally, this would be a free throw Thursday, but today, I want to touch up on a lot of subjects regarding coming out of Redskins Park, and we're also going to have your week three recap as as well as your Thursday night football preview between the undefeated Green Bay Packers and the 1-2 Philadelphia Eagles. Now, news coming out of Redskins Park is that quarterback Case Keenum was shown in a walking boot at practice. Uh-oh. Plus, in the Chicago Bears game on Monday night, we saw uh, right guard Brandon Scherf go down. The Pro Bowl guard from Purdue, now, uh, we have a rookie, that's going to be replacing him this Sunday against the New York Giants, in New York, Um, I don't know his name, because I don't know who he is, but I will get that soon, I think his name is Wes, Wes Walker, I think, but um, I need to recheck with that. And we've been hearing a lot of, should we be playing Dwayne Haskins? My honest opinion right now, if Case Keenum can't perform on Sunday, is yes. Because Daniel Jones is now starting for the New York Giants. What a game it would be if he had Daniel Jones take on the debuting Dwayne Haskins. Here are my only issues with this. No Trent Williams, one. I am not expecting Trent Williams to be here all this season. I don't even see him being a Washington Redskins anymore. I would have already got rid of him earlier this season. I would have taken up on New York, New England's. I'm sorry. New England's offer with the first round draft pick for Trent Williams. Now, um, also... I would try and see what I can do by getting Jalen Ramsey out of Jacksonville. Hell, I'd give him Josh Norman. You know, I'm tired of Josh Norman being beat every single week. He got beat again a few times on Monday night. He looked really bad. Yes, he had that one pick, but that one pick was so easy that anybody could have got that. So... Also, no Jordan Reed. Now, let's brush up. This guy's always hurt. This guy's had toe issues, knee issues, and his biggest deal is concussion issues. He's had nine, nine concussions that we know of. We don't know how many concussions he had in college. So, honestly... I wouldn't want Jordan Reed to be on the football field anymore, you guys. You got to think about the man's livelihood here. You got to think about the man's future outside of football. Jay Gruden talks, you know, he's seeing specialists and we're getting down to the bottom of this. Just retire the guy, Jay. Have compassion in your heart to sit down with Jordan Reed and say, I'm sorry, son, it's over. You got to think about your life after football. Nine concussions. That's a scary number. Steve Young retired after five. Troy Aikman retired after his fifth concussion. That's a lot of concussions, you guys. That's a lot of brain trauma going on. So, honestly, let's keep playing Vernon Davis Let's keep playing Jeremy Sprinkle. Sprinkle still needs some time. He's been dropping passes. You know, he's a great blocking tight end. And so is Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis, he is the ageless wonder here. You know, he just seems to get better and better. You know, I I love Vernon Davis. He's from here. He was actually one of my favorite San Francisco 49ers. You know, when he came onto the scene. So... Um, you got no Brandon Sheriff. You're having a rookie replace him this week. I would not play Dwayne Haskins at all, to be honest with you. But, if Case can't go, we've been hearing the rumblings about Colt McCoy, the former Texas Longhorn. So, no. Uh Uh-uh. Get happy feet away from... Away from things. Apparently he hasn't thrown a football in over a month and a half according to Coach Jake Gruden. Now if that's really the case then why are we even thinking about trotting him on when he had almost the same injury as Alex Smith last year. And we saw Alex Smith Monday night. Walking under his own power, and I was so happy to see that. Because of all the complications he had when he broke his tibia and his fibia, oh, that I don't even want to go back and even watch that. That was Joe Theismann like, ah, cringe, like seriously. And then Colt went down with the same thing. I don't like Colt McCoy at all. He has happy feet. You know, he may know this offense inside and out. But by the way he plays as quarterback, he doesn't have the arm anymore. You know, he only had that one great game against Dallas a few years back. So, I'm not really... All aboard on the Colt McCoy bandwagon here. I never really liked Colt McCoy, even when he was quarterback for the Browns. You know, when he threw his shoulder out that one faithful Monday night against Cincinnati. So, Colt McCoy, uh, no, 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 no. I would be hitting up teams right now, see who they have as a backup quarterback. Because, quite frankly, backup quarterbacks are getting it done right now. I mean, look at... um, oh, I forget his name. The, the the sensation out in Jacksonville that's filling in for um, Nick Foltz. And he did a fantastic job this, last week. So, we'll get into that when we get to the Week 3 recap. But... This might be a very exciting game coming here, week four going in, going up to New York, which the Washington Redskins never really succeed up in New York. I don't know what it is about the Meadowlands, but we just don't perform in New York. We always have trouble against the in. Our own division, it's always a dogfight in our own division, you guys. So, I know the Giants are coming off a huge win, which they got lucky. From what I understand, Daniel Jones threw a pass in the middle of the field towards the third quarter right into the safety's hands and he dropped it. Which, from my hearing, it would have been a pick six. So, and also they got lucky when Tampa Bay missed that winning field goal at the end. So, let's just think for a second here. If the Giants lost against Tampa Bay, would we be saying the same narrative about Daniel Jones now? If they lost instead of the narrative that's going on right now about how they won and how great Daniel Jones is? I'm not sold on this kid yet. Granted, he's better than Eli is. Eli sucks. As I call him. I call him the robot. I call him Eli453. Because the guy has no emotion. You know, he looks like a farm boy. But he has no expressions. You know, he just looks like a deer in the headlights. He's lost all the time. Like a lost cattle, a, a, a cow, a lost cow that got strayed from the herd, you know, he just has that look, you know, that dumb farm boy look, he, he, you don't ever really see Eli smile or get mad or show any type of expression, that's why I call him a robot, I call him Eli Four Five Three. you know, it's going to be a very interesting game. Because Washington's defense was clicking on all cylinders on Monday night. Except for the first half. I don't know what you call that first half. But in the second half, the Washington defense really got in gear. They started to really look really good. We have a couple pieces in that defense. That's going to be something. Montez Sweat. He's a monster. Jimmy Moreland. Give him some more time. You know, he's learning the system. He's learning how to be an NFL slot corner. Landon Collins, you know, self-explanatory. He's a beast. And knowing the New York offense and defense, I think having Landon Collins there is really going to give us a chip on our shoulders Sunday at the Meadowlands. So, honestly... I do not want to see Dwayne Haskins, but if you have to, go for it. Let's see what the kid has. Let's see what the kid has learned thus far being on clipboard duty. Let's see see how much the game has slowed down to him. I mean, he's only quarterbacked Ohio State one year. That was last season. So, let's see what the kids learn. I mean, if... By all means, if it is necessary to trot out Dwayne Haskins Sunday against the Giants, then do it. Go for it. See see if you can strike lightning. You know, you did the same thing with Robert Griffin years back. You know, that was the only time when D.C. was really coming together as a fan base again. We were getting excited that we have a quarterback for the future, and he seemed like he was going to be our superstar, and he got manhandled. You know, Coach Mike Shanahan just couldn't get away from the fact that he had track star speed. Yes, he had track star speed, but you had to develop him as a quarterback. Now, I think that it's it was very gimmicky doing that read option. A lot of teams do use it. Do not get me wrong. A lot of teams do use that read option play call in the NFL. You see a lot of it. You see a lot of college being brought into the NFL systems. Although... They went to the well one too many times. And when he tore his little collateral ligaments to LCL and his PCL from the game against Baltimore and Haloti Nada pretty much broke his leg. You know, it was the beginning of the end, and then in that playoff... They should have never played Robert Griffin in that playoff game against Seattle. We knew he wasn't 100%. We know the warrior spirit of any football player. They're going to tell you they're okay. They can play. Of course they are. That's what they were bred to be. They're bred to be a warrior. You know, they're not going to tell you, oh, I'm fucked up. You know, I can't play coach. No, we don't care. if We got one arm dragging, fingers busted, blood coming out of our faces. You know, we're dead dog tired from playing four quarters of grueling football. You know, we're still going to tell coach, you know, we're okay to play. You know, we don't want to lose that spot. So, they should have started Kirk Cousins to hold that whole game. Maybe we, we went further into them playoffs. Because we had a special team that year. Because Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson were tearing it up with Robert Griffin. We had a decent running game with Alfred Morris. He had a thousand yards that season. Okay, guys. We're going to get off the stride here with the Washington Redskins, and we are going to present our week three wrap-up of the NFL regular season. Now, we've seen a lot of injuries happen earlier this season with Nick Foles going down, Cam Newton going down, Ben Roethlisberger going down, so... We saw the Jaguars manhandle the Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football. It was an absolute. I was actually really impressed with rookie quarterback Garner Minshew. This guy looks like a freaking WWE guy. He comes out. He looks like NFL Fox NFL Sunday showed a picture in contrast of Terry Bradshaw in his heyday, wearing that open, you know, uh, pirate fluff shirt, or I don't know what they, what kind of shirt they call it, and they had a Garner Minshew, and he was wearing sort of the same thing, you know, rocking that he's a superstar, looking like Rick Bugs Eric Bugenhagen, oh man, he, he looks like a superstar, And he got busy. He went twenty of thirty for two hundred and four yards and two touchdowns. Mariota threw for three hundred and four yards. He went twenty um twenty-three of forty for three hundred and four yards. Derrick Henry went nowhere. He went forty-four yards on seventeen carries and a touchdown. Leonard Fournette did really the same thing. He got sixty-six yards on sixteen on fifteen carries. There, um, the top receiver, Chark Jr. of the Jaguars, he got four receptions for seventy-six yards and a touchdown. Humphreys of the Titans got six receptions for almost a hundred yards. Jacksonville gets on the winning stride here, and I think they might have something in Gardner-Minshew. The next game, the Buffalo Bills, they defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 27-21. to The Bills stay undefeated here on the season. Josh Allen, very good, very good in his sophomore year. He is looking good so far. He went 23 of 36 for 243 yards, one touch and a pickle. Dalton, you know, you know, Cincinnati, let me let me talk to you real quick. What is your fascination with Andy Dalton now? I mean, he brought you to a playoffs. Yes, that's all in good, but he sucks. He really does. He's not the same quarterback. That when Jay Green was your offensive coordinator and he had wide receivers open for you and you had A.J. Green, Muhammad Sanu, you had Giovanni Bernard, you know, you had an offensive line. But now you're a joke. That's my honest opinion. I think Andy Dalton is a joke. He went 20-36 of for 256 yards, one touch and two pickles. Joe Mixon one of my favorite guys in the NFL. I like re- I really like this running back. He went 60 yards on 12 carries, Frank Gore, the ageless wonder Frank Gore. He went for 74 yards on 14 carries and one touchdown. Tate, the wide receiver for um Cincinnati got eight no, not eight. Six receptions for 88 yards. And Knox of the Buffalo Bills got three receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. Buffalo State's unbeaten here. And, you know, the only team that's really doing anything in the AFC East is New England. Buffalo is staying stride for stride with him, And I'm actually impressed with the Buffalo Bills this season. The Dolphins the Tankin' Dolphins they got creamed by the Dallas Cowboys thirty one to six and if you're a betting man and you took the points you would be a very rich man because quite frankly Dallas covered in the points they were favored by twenty five points here. Dak Prescott with another great day He went 19 of 32 for 246 yards. Two touchdowns and a pickle. Josh Rosen, he went 18 of 29 for 200 yards. Kenyon Drake went nowhere. He went 38 yards on 12 carries. Zeke got his normal 100 yards. He got 125 yards on 16 carries. Um... The wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, Williams, P. Williams. I don't know what his first name is. I will get to know these players soon enough. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go over every roster so I know who these players are. Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys got six receptions for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Ever since the Dallas Cowboys picked up on Amari Cooper, the offense seems to have found its receiver that they can rely on. And now that Jason Witten has come out of retirement to be Dak Prescott's little safety valve, and they have a great wideout in Michael Gallup, and they have from Green Bay, um, what is his name? I can't remember his name. He was a. He played for the Green Bay Packers, and the Cowboy defense is always good. I think they're gonna win the NFC East this year, because quite frankly, they're the only team that actually looks solid. Philadelphia, they got questions. Carson Wentz hasn't been showing that you know he's getting off to a good start. The New York Giants, they just started the rookie quarterback last week. They almost lost. So, there's questions there. There's always questions in Washington every single year. The injury bug keeps hitting them. So, I think the wheels are just going to fall off in Washington like it always does. Dallas is going to walk, walk with the division this year. The Green Bay Packers, who I think is going to be this year's NFC North, and NFC representative for the Super Bowl this year. They defeat the Denver Broncos 27 to 16. Aaron Rodgers went seventeen of twenty nine for two hundred and thirty-six yards and a touchdown. Flacco went twenty of twenty nine for two thirteen and a pickle. Flacco, you're just so lucky you won that Super Bowl and Baltimore had that defense. You know, without that defense, Joe Flacco, you really wouldn't have stayed in Baltimore for all them years and gotten all of that money. Right now, John Elway just can't find himself a quarterback. It's sad to see that the legendary number seven, John Elway, of the Denver Broncos, keeps striking out and finding... Quarterbacks as a general manager and president of personnel in the Denver Broncos. It, it's just truly sad because I grew up watching John Elway. So, I, I got mad respect for John Elway. Um, Phillip Lindsay, the running back for Denver, went 21 carries for 81 yards, two touchdowns. Um... Williams, the rookie running back for um, Green Bay. He went 12 carries for 59 yards. Courtney Sutton of the Broncos got five receptions for um, 87 yards. And I don't know what this guy's name is. Marquez Valdez Scantling. He got 13 receptions for 170 yards and a touchdown. Wow talk about a great game. I I think he's going to have a big game tonight. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. Now, the next game, the Indianapolis Colts upset the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 24. From Jacoby Brissett is getting busy in Indy. He went 28 of 37 for 310 yards and two touchdowns. Melvin Mack went 16 carries for 74 yards and a touch. T.Y. Hilton got 8 receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. For Atlanta, Matt Ryan went 29 of 34 for 304 yards, three touchdowns and a pickle. Devonta Freeman got 16 carries for 88 yards. And Julio Jones... Man, what a wide receiver. He has everything. He's big, he has hands, he catches everything, and he runs like a horse. You know, I would love to have him as a wide receiver. He usually gets his 100 yards every game, and he got 120, 128 yards on eight receptions and a touchdown. I think he's going to be this year's NFL's top receiver, because Julio Jones is is a beast. He's a monster. You got to keep your eye on him at all times because he, he's going to beat you one way or another. He's going to get his yards. And you better tackle him. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens 33-28. I watched this game. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense, turned the Baltimore Ravens offense one-dimensional. You know, Baltimore kept going for it on fourth down, and they kept going for two. This game would have been a lot different if the Baltimore Ravens just played this game smart. You know, the defense may have gotten scorched on a lot, on a big pass, Sammy Watkins was wide open for a long touchdown lamar jackson he went twenty two of forty three for two sixty seven uh mark Ingram who i'm i'm actually proud of Baltimore and finding a decent running back they haven't had a decent running back since Ray rice and he's a piece of garbage so he went sixteen 16- Ingram went 16 carries for 103 yards and 3 touchdowns. Um, Williams, the running back for Kansas City, went 9 carries of 62 yards. The top receiver for Baltimore was Nick Boyle, 4 receptions, 58 yards. And Kansas City's uh, top wide receiver was Hardman, 2 receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown. That was actually a fun game to watch. You know, it was better than watching the Philadelphia Detroit Lions game because I don't I don't like Philadelphia. So I really don't pay attention to their games. The Vikings crushed the Raiders 34 to 14. Kirk Cousins, he went wild in this game here. He went fifteen to twenty-one for 174 and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook. He went 16 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Ish Smith got um, three receptions for 60 yards. The Viking defense just had their way with Oakland in this game. Derek Carr went 27 for 34 for 242 yards, two touchdowns and a pickle. Uh, Josh Jacobs went 10 carries for 44 yards. and Darren Waller went 13 receptions for 134 yards, wow, wow, talk about a wide receiver that had a great game, but you're behind a bad team, it's such a shame to see, such a shame to see such great talent being wasted on a team that sucks. The Patriots, the undefeated New England Patriots, got another victory in week three, Crushing the New York football jets 30 to 14. Now, the defense shined here for New England. Brady, he went 28 of 42 for 308, two touchdowns. Um, Burkhead, he got 11 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Josh Gordon was the top receiver, six receptions to 83 yards for the Patriots. Um, Lucas Falk, who is the backup quarterback for the New York Jets for the ill Sam Darnold, he still has mononucleosis, went 12 of 22 for 96 yards in a pickle. Le'Veon Bell went nowhere, 18 carries for 35 yards. And Brian Barrios got two receptions and 29 yards for the Jets. Now, <clears throat> I cannot wait until we see New England come to town in week five because I am predicting they're going to put more than 30 points up in the first half. I think they're going to put up at least 40. So, that's going to be interesting Speaking of interesting because we have the Eagles on tonight. They were defeated by the Detroit Lions 27 to 24 on Sunday. Matt Stafford went 18 of 32 for 201 and a touchdown. Carson Wentz, he went 19 of 36 for 259 and two touchdowns. JD McKissick was your D- Detroit top rusher. With one carry for 44 yards. The rookie Sanders for the Eagles went 13 carries for 53 yards. Uh, Marvin Jones of the Detroit Lions went six receptions for a buck one and a touchdown. And the rookie running back Sanders was actually your top receiver. He got two receptions for 73 yards. I was actually shocked when I saw this. I was happy when I saw this. I do not like Philadelphia. I think they're not that good. I don't think Carson Wentz is fully 100% coming off that torn ACL injury that he suffered earlier last season. So, it's going to be really interesting to see the Eagles take on the Packers tonight. I am going to be watching that game with... Eyes wide open, full anticipation of anything. The Panthers defeated the Cardinals 38-20 to here. And, um, the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers backing up the hurt, Cam Newton, Kyle Allen. He went 19-26, of 261 yards and four touchdowns. If you had him on your fantasy team, whew, boy, did he deliver. And honestly, after that performance, he looked like a pro, you guys. I saw the highlights. He looked fantastic. Now, the question in Carolina has to be, do you stick with him let's see what happens in week 4 and we'll be having that preview and prediction show either saturday or sunday morning i haven't decided yet but we will be going over everything week 4 by before kickoff sunday i'll i'll say that before Before your 1 o'clock game starts on Sunday, I will have my week 4 preview. Christian McCaffrey, of course, the Swiss Army knife for the Carolina Panthers. 24 carries for a buck, 53, and a touchdown. Greg Olson, again, top receiver, just like he was last week, the ageless wonder. He got 6 receptions for 75 yards and 2 touchdowns. Kyler Murray was not only your passing, but your rushing leader here. He went a buck 73, 30 of 43, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And Kyler Murray went eight carries for 69 yards for a total of over 270 yards on the day total for the first overall pick in this year's draft, Kyler Murray. Um. What is this receiver's name? Let me look at my notes here. Christian Kirk. He is in his second year from Texas A&M. He got 10 receptions for um 56 yards. So Arizona is just missing that little something that's going to take them to the next level. You know it it just seems like even though they're losing, you know they're still in it well, instead of this game, you know, Carolina just came out there and just stomped them to death, you know, but Arizona, they're gonna be a force to reckon with probably next year or the year after that. The Giants we got done talking about that, they defeat the buccaneers thirty two to thirty one You know, they started their rookie quarterback that they picked 6th overall in the draft. Daniel Jones from Duke. And let's go over the stats in this game, shall we? Daniel Jones, he went 23 of 36 for 336 yards and 2 touchdowns. He also was your top rusher with 4 carries and 28 yards and 2 touchdowns. Alvin Ingram, he got 6 receptions for a buck 13. And one touchdown. Jameis Winston went 23-37 for 380 yards. Three touchdowns and a pickle. Ronde Jones, he went 14 carries for 80 yards. And Mike Evans got 190 yards on eight receptions and three touchdowns. It was the Mike Evans show. And if that kicker did not miss that kick, we would probably be talking a a. Different narrative. I mean, yes. We'll probably be talking how good Daniel Jones looked against Tampa Bay. Yes. But if they lost, I think it would be in a different narrative. Especially if that safety would have had that pick six. But he dropped it. So, we probably would have had a different narrative going into uh, Sunday against Washington. The Texans beat the Chargers 27-20. to Deshaun Watson went 25-34 for 351 yards and three touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, he went 10 carries for 19 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Stills, he's okay. He was a lot better off in Tennessee with Marcus Mariota. He went four receptions for 89 yards. Phillip Rivers. The Vet went 31 of 46 for 315, two touchdowns. And uh, I think it's Anthony Eckler. Austin Eckler, excuse me, went nine carries for 36 yards. And Keenan Allen got 13 receptions for 183 yards with two touchdowns. The Chargers, again, it's another one of them teams that's up. And down. Up and down. Sometimes they get real hot. And then they crumble. Like in the playoffs normally. They would rack off. They would be like 11-2. And, and you know as soon as the playoffs get. You know they're, easy, they're early eliminated. By either New England or Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh ain't doing so good either this season. And that's a surprise on me. Although... I do have to say, in their game with the 49ers was a really sloppy game. San Francisco turned the ball over five times and they still won 24-20. to It was a real stinker of a game. Mason Rudolph, the new quarterback for uh, Pittsburgh, he's replacing the injured Big Ben Roethlisberger. He went 14-27 for 174 yards, two touchdowns, and one pickle. Jimmy G, he went 20, 23 of 32 for 277, one touchdown and two pickles. This was a turnover machine game. You know, Tam, uh, San Francisco turned the ball over five times, which in any normal NFL game, if you turn the ball over that many times, you do not deserve to win. Um, But Pittsburgh... Juju Smith-Schuster got three receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Connor went nowhere for Pittsburgh. Um, Raheem Morster, he went 12 carries for 79 yards. And George Kittle, I think he's going to be one of the top tight ends. That we're going to be talking about for the next five, maybe eight years. He's probably going to be the next Brent Jones. If I want to use my analogies correct with the San Francisco 49ers. He's going to be the next Brent Jones. He got six receptions for uh, 57 yards. But I really do like George Kittle. I think he's going to be the next great tight end that is like... A wide receiver, so I see great things in him. He has a great potential. The Saints beat the Seahawks thirty-three to twenty-seven, and it just seems like even with no Drew Brees, you know, the Saints are still going to be a top threat. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he was going to be the next Minnesota Vikings quarterback for a couple of years. You know, we wouldn't be having um, Case Keenum two years ago. We won't have Kirk Cousins right now. They should still have Teddy Bridgewater. Just because Teddy Bridgewater got hurt didn't mean that he wasn't going to lose the talent that he ever had. Teddy Bridgewater is a very, very capable starting quarterback in this league. He went 19 of 27 for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson went absolutely wild in this game. He went uh 32 of 50 for 406 yards and two touchdowns. Whatever you can throw 400 yards in one game, you're chucking that rock around. So, you're either being too predictable Or they really scouted out that Saints secondary. Alvin Kamara, he went 16 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Excuse me. Chris Carson, he went 15 carries for 52. Kamara was also your main uh, receptions leader. He got 9 for 92 yards and a touch. Tyler Lockett, he got 11 receptions, 154 yards, and a touchdown for the Seahawks. From what I saw, this was a great game as well. Both teams are great. I'm not going to lie here. The Saints are always going to be good. Sean Payton has made a dynasty out there in New Orleans. Seattle, you know, Pete Carroll's done a tremendous job. The GM has done a tremendous job. You know, the defense is looking solid again in Seattle. The defense for New Orleans can be suspect at times. But they can still get the job done. Um, And for the Sunday night game, the Rams prove, once again, that they are probably the number one NFC powerhouse right now. I don't know who's going to be able to stop the Rams. Maybe the Packers. Maybe the Cowboys. But I don't see anybody taking out the Los Angeles Rams. Their defense is too fast, too good. Jared Goff is getting better and better. Gurley looks like he's in midseason form. You know, they got Brandon Cooks. They They got receivers. They got everything. Jerry Goff went 24 of 38 for 268, 2 touchdowns and 2 interceptions. Gurley really didn't go nowhere in that game. He took 14 carries for 43 yards. Brandon Cooks got eight receptions for 112 yards as your leading receiver for the Rams. Baker Mayfield, he went 19. No, 18 of 36 for 195 yards, a touchdown and a pickle. Nick Chubb, I like him. He is a bruising back and I think they found a diamond in the rough here when they got Nick Chubb. He almost went for a hundred yards on twenty three carries. He got ninety-six yards. Jarvis Landry was your top receiver for the Browns. He caught three receptions for sixty-two yards. They tried so much to go to OBJ that night, you know? They they tried to get in a rhythm and Baker Mayfield is just way too inconsistent. Baker Mayfield holds on to the ball too long. You know, once you do your three-step drop, your five-step drop, your seven-step drop, either you step up in the pocket and fire, or you just get rid of it. You know, if nobody's open, fucking get out of the pocket and throw it away. Or try to extend the place. and I think Baker Mayfield went too heavy in that. And the Los Angeles Rams defense knew that, and they really, really bolted down on the Cleveland Browns, and you know I'm kind of disappointed in the Browns already this season. Everybody's been talking how they're so high powered with Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, and Char- and Jarvis Landry on offense, and that defense with Miles Garrett and a whole and a cast of others that are all pros. So. I'm disappointed in the Cleveland Browns, but still, we're only into week three. We're going into week four on Sunday. So hopefully by week four, week five, we get to see who all these teams are going to look like going into the later rounds of the year. So I really can't wait for week four on Sunday. We're going to have some great games. Tonight's game is going to be great. It is going to be the Packers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And Green Bay is the favorite here. I'm sure Green Bay is going to win here. Yes, Green Bay is favored by four. So I would take the points here. So I would definitely take the points um, um. What is the over-under here? I can't find it. But I'm on ESPN. I'm trying to check, see what the over-under is. But if anything, I would take the points here. I'm picking Green Bay to win this solidly by at least two touchdowns. Carson Wentz in that offense does not look like it's on the right cylinders going here. Carson Wentz seems to be holding on to the ball too long. That offensive line can't hold up for very long. Green Bay's defense looks a lot more solid this year as their offensive line and a running game. Devontae Adams looks like he's in midseason form. You know, Green Bay looks good. And with having the madman, the badman, Aaron Rodgers in that 1970s porn mail mustache... You know, I'm going to have to go with the uh, State Farm double check. I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers here tonight, guys. Um, I hope y'all sit back and enjoy your Thursday evening. I'm getting ready to, So, follow me on social media. Smack that bird at Pro 56 on Twitter. DM me on the gram. Um, at third of Dean, no matter which way you spell it, it's the same deal. I have two Instagram pages. One, uh, I don't, it's a long story, but you can find me on Facebook. Um, I made a page for the podcast. I made it out of my name. I tried to make it out of the Dean's Pro podcast, but it would not let me. You had to have a real name. So go to the home. Dean Pasco Third on Facebook. I have the 100-year NFL logo on my profile pic. So, that's going to be the new home for the podcast. Um, I have my epic Redskins rant on my buddy's YouTube, Larry's. It's Mav's own on YouTube. Check that out. It's entitled Redskins Fan Tells the Truth, which I really do. So... This is going to be an exciting week in the NFL. I, I cannot wait for tonight's game. It is going to be great. I can't wait for the preview and prediction show either Saturday or Sunday for you guys. We're going to go over all everything. I would like to thank you know, I would like to thank our friends from Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. You could follow the show right here on Anchor or on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Once again, thanks for stopping by the channel. This has been another edition of the Dean's Pro Podcast. And for all of us here at the channel, follow the show. Don't be a meatball. Have a great Thursday, you guys. Damn it. Have a great Thursday night, you guys. Don't be a meatball.